Same thing. Hello everyone. <laughs> so, I haven't done a podcast episode in a while. I've been busy with college, but I was able to see the new Black Panther movie today. And when I tell you that this is the best Phase 4 movie and probably the best Marvel movie we've gotten in a while, I mean it. It's amazing. So much emotion and like you can feel the grief and it was just like it was really almost like a tribute to Chadwick and oh my gosh I like you didn't you couldn't even tell that the movie was beginning until you see like Shuri in her lab she's running around she's doing all the stuff and you're like wait what is going on and she's trying to create something to cure her brother's illness and then her mother Ramonda Ramon Ramon <laughs> Ramonda walks in and just has that face and it was so heartbreaking my gosh I'm gonna be real I was crying okay and then the intro like the Marvel intro and it was all Chadwick and it was just silent was just really beautiful like beautiful and I cried I cried (laughs) okay I got teary-eyed at other parts in the movie but it's amazing and there's so much emotion and great acting i would like to start i mean i've already started but this episode's not gonna be edited because i can tell you i'm gonna go on a rant because there's so much to talk about in this movie i wasn't able i didn't take notes during the movie because i'm not like that person but i was able to jot down a few things um note wise Kind of just a few small things. I've already went through emotion and the jokes, but I'm trying to figure out where to start. The intro scene, my gosh, I mean, oh my god, I I really like. I mean, it's really sad to say, but I kind of like that homage to his end, if that makes any sense. Like the fact that he was ill. But Shuri can fix and she's trying to get this the herb ready. You know, that that Killmonger burn and we'll get to Killmonger, okay? <laughs> but she's trying to make the herb and she can't like synthesize. She can't print it, she can't synthesize it and then Chadwick's gone and then you have that beautiful, like sad and so emotional funeral scene and it's it, it was just like incredible and i did cry and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't want to cry i'm trying to hide my sniffles and it's terrible like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then um we can talk about like the action in the military um i kind of was partially right and that like the military was the enemy like i get the namor um was was the enemy like obviously they fought like that but in a way Namor was trying to attack the the surface world you know earth and Shuri says well you can't you know basically like you can't do that and he said like you said you wanted to watch the world burn you can do that with me and I mean they only attacked because they were in their territory sure their territory of the Nalukin 
Namukin was unknown to everybody, including the Wakandans. But, I mean, they attack the military and they kind of had a right. Like, if you think about it, they did. And then you see, like, Namor's, like, flashback of him losing his mother and his mother being buried. And, like, these, like, people on the land are slaves and they're being whipped. And Namor, Namor means, like, the child without love. And it, 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 the name is kind of ironic because if you think about it, he went up to the service world to bury his mother, who he loved. And he just lost her. Uh, that was also pretty sad. He kind of, it, it's definitely like Killmonger in that sense that you kind of almost like sympathize with Namor. And you sympathize with Killmonger. I mean, you can see like, yeah. The, the people colonized the Africans and, you know, the, the Wakanda was hidden, you know, they didn't want to help anyone when so many people like them needed to be helped. And you understood Killmonger and the idea that, you know, that their history, their civilization has been almost wiped out in a sense. I mean, you had slavery and you had everything else that they endured. Killmonger was only trying to be at one with his culture. And you kind of feel that way almost for Namor, in a sense. Like, he, he was the kind of the bad guy, but it's hard to even call him the bad guy or the enemy in this movie. He was just really amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. You sympathize. I keep saying that, but you really did. It's like Killmonger in that sense. You, you understand where he's coming from, even though his actions are completely wrong. Like, attacking the service world for what? With the U.S. attacking a boat in their territory? Like, that was just the U.S. That wasn't the whole world. And he says, well, I mean, you were attacked. You know, uh, T'Chaka was attacked at the U.N. And your brother didn't kill the, you know, the, your father's killer. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second because there's something I want to talk about um but yeah I mean Namor was really amazing um so the military uh we didn't get like a lot of military but one thing I do want to talk about is Valentina I didn't realize that Valentina and, and Ross like were married at one point and I was actually kind of surprised to see Valentina I was not expecting to see her I feel like she's <laughs> Like, her working for, like, the secret services or whatever, it's kind of like, but you're also, like, Madame Hydra? Like, or is she not? That's just, like, the comics, but she's creating this, the, the she's creating the Thunderbolts, obviously. Um, but, I mean, just seeing Valentina was kind of like, well, what are you doing here? What's your purpose for being here? Uh, I did, yeah. So, I mean, seeing Valentina was definitely a surprise. Um, there were a lot of other surprises. Uh, the action was amazing. Okay? <laughs> like, wowee. Had to take a drink of water. But the action, honestly, this is probably the best action we've had in a while. I think I, the Black Widow action was good, but then Shang-Chi did step up. And then it kind of was like, oh... Where's the action? Eternals, there was, like, some parts, I mean, like, with Makari in the end, but, like, it just didn't feel like, like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, Shang-Chi had, like, Beck's best action sequences, like, fight scenes, but, I mean, this, I mean, it, it was so real, like, this movie was so real and down to earth, and 
the action sequences were amazing like especially with like Okoye and Shuri in the end but like Okoye like the whole like uh, car chase and all that with Riri oh my gosh Riri <laughs> but the like just the action was really really great and if we go to the car chase scene I mean seeing Riri like and Shuri's just like hello there she's like oh my god you're Princess Shuri of Wakanda and she's just so excited and then Shuri's like wait you built it and you didn't even mean to build it for them so Riri's work in a sense was like stolen which is they really didn't go more in depth than that but and then you see you see Okoye walk out and Riri's like you got ash in your head <laughs> or something like that that was really great but <laughs> Riri I, I, I still can't believe we actually have Riri Williams iron her in the MCU Okay, she's a relatively new Marvel character, like, in the comics, so it's very nice to, to see her in the MCU, like, in our eyes, and she's getting her own TV show, and it's just really, really amazing. And I like how it, 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 there was no, like, direct reference of her getting, like, her inspiration from Tony Stark. Um, instead, it was more of, like, oh, she's doing a to like save people help people almost like a peter parker kind of thing she i'm sure she got her like you know her inspiration from tony but she's doing it because of her dad in a way i mean he she says that he was a mechanic and he's gone i don't know if she ever said he was gone but she said he was a mechanic and we worked on this car together and you know all of this and you can see that's where she gets like her attachment to like engineering or you know mechanical stuff which is very great if you don't know Riri lost her father and her and her brother I believe like at a robbery I believe the robbers shot them in the heart that's why she's iron heart but <laughs> it was really great to see Riri she's amazing I think Dominic is doing a great job with Riri oh, let's just talk about the acting because just the acting was really amazing so let's talk about it the standout people were angela bassett lovita denai and letitia and i know that like when the filming was going on we heard things about letitia but let me tell you something she can act the emotion she brought like everything that she went through in this movie is shown and acted like just it so amazing what Letitia was able to do and even Angela like I think a lot of people kind of guess that her character Ramondo is gonna die but even though she wasn't there like for maybe she was there for half of the movie her presence is still so felt through whole throughout the whole thing I mean just in the beginning her acting and her like this throne room with her and uh, Akoi or Denai like they acted it amazing. Oh my gosh. It just the acting in this is so, so amazing. Angela Bassett, wow, wow, wow. And then we go to Lupita, who while we didn't see a lot, you can see her pain and her grief for losing Chadwick. I mean, we see in the end credit scene or the post credit scene that they had a child together and T'Challa named him after himself because he knew that he was gonna he knew that he was gonna die and that is just so sad but 
I mean, you can see her grief and her loss, but she's trying to be strong, not only for her child, but for, I mean, Shuri. I mean, who was, uh, <laughs> who was T'Challa's brother. You know, they were siblings. I mean, it's just so amazing. And then denied. oh my gosh. Like, did that throne room scene where she's crying and it's just, she doesn't want to give up her spot as the general, but she completely understands why oh my gosh like <laughs> and then the guy who played Nam- Namor I can't say his name I can't even say Namor <laughs> correctly but he was also great you know you really make him like you really sympathize with him and he played it amazing you sympathize with him but you're also angry at him you're like how can you not see the truth of what is actually going on here wow and then we go on to let's see we got a thanos mention i would like to say that i don't know the last time we got a thanos mention we've got a like snap and flip but i don't know if we got a thanos mention which is small but i mean i i just thought it was interesting so going back to like namor and Wakanda, you kind of see two like i don't want to say opposing cultures but two different cultures you can say three if you kind of like the other world you know <laughs> you know who we are i mean where we live there's just so much like culture you see the backstory of the tekalon telecon 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 i can't say it but you see their culture and they're like where they come from and then we know Wakanda's history because of the first Black Panther movie we see more I mean you see the funeral scene scenes and scenes too too dead oh oh my gosh anyways there's so much like culture that was explored in this movie and speaking of culture I think we could go on to Killmonger Oh my gosh, let me tell you, when Shuri, like, took the herb, she's around, and then you see the throne, and you're like, oh, it's her mother, but then she goes around, and you see Michael, you're like, it's Killmonger? What? You're just like, oh my god, oh my god, I don't even know how to feel, why are you here? How is this happening? He came back for Black Panther movie, and it was hidden this well? <laughs> what is going on? But he came back, Killmonger's back, and he says, you know, are you gonna be... Uh, are you gonna be like your brother full of honor or are you gonna be like me and get it done and Shuri takes the the route of Killmonger and then in the end she she does what T'Challa did but seeing Killmonger I, I wish we, I don't I don't think any of us were expecting we were not expecting that but we got Killmonger and I think it, it in a way shows you know both sides of not only who Shuri is, but who T'Challa was. T'Challa had that, like, sadness of losing his father, and he wanted to avenge him, and he almost killed Zemo, and then you see him and Killmonger, but he doesn't let his anger take control of him. He doesn't kill Killmonger, you know? I mean, he, he just, he's there with him until the end. You know, he respects Komong. He understands where he's coming from in the end. And seeing that kind of come back onto Shuri and seeing her, how she takes, you know, Komong's words, is really amazing. And I was just so sad. And I just like to say this again, the way they honor Chadwick. And, you know, him and T'Challa was just really great. I mean, you see so much. And I've seen some people say there's no evolution. There's no story. 
it, but the truth is, is that this is not only for for us and just like oh they need another black panther movie but chadwick's gone so let's just make something this is honoring him i mean chadwick did so much before he i mean left us and just seeing them honor him and oh my god the outro scene where Sherry burned I'm I'm getting like emotional talking about where Sherry burned like the white clothing that she wore finally and she just thinks about she thinks about them. She thinks about her brother and you can tell that part of it is, you know, Letitia feeling grief and sadness over losing Chadwick and you feel it. I almost cried. I I was going to cry but I kept blinking rapidly to get rid of the tears in that scene because it was so emotional. And we didn't just lose T'Challa, you know, we, we lost Chadwick, and I don't know, something about seeing, not seeing him, I mean, you can say like, oh, with Tony and Natasha, yeah, I cried, but they're still around in a sense, you still have RDJ and Scarlett Johansson off and about, but with T'Challa, it's just so much more real, and that's something about this movie, is that you were grounded, in a sense, you weren't like it was it wasn't hard i mean it was hard to like pull yourself back in other movies you kind of like with with thor love and thunder dr strange you were engrossed in the movie but you weren't so engrossed that you could like look away and think of something else you know but with this movie i mean you were just so focused and it was just the experience was just so rich and I guess fulfilling like like I said you were so engrossed in it, it the movie's down to earth and I'm repeating myself because it was really just an amazing movie and a great tribute to Chadwick and T'Challa and um if we go to uh Shuri like I said we all have seen and heard about Letitia and kind of we don't know really what's true and what's not but she can act and she lost her brother and then whenever I mean whenever her mother dies and she saves Riri but not herself and they have to hold her back and it's just my god I almost cried there too I was like oh please not again oh my gosh it was so sad just seeing them have to hold Sherry back to not get to her mother. And she lost the only family she had left. She lost her father. And years later, she lost her brother. And then she lost her mother. Not for like a little after a year. She's lost everyone of her family. And that's just, it's so, so sad. <laughs> There's so many people saying face is just emotion. It's sadness. It's depression. Which is true. The only happy thing we've gotten is what? The I Am Groot shorts, which I have not watched and I will not watch, I don't think. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in a way. But there was so much... I don't want to say darkness, because it was kind of dark. She-Hulk was... I guess there was always some sort of, like, depression or, like, you know, underlying, like... (laughs) Underlying message of the story. And, uh, I guess... Huh. Only happy endings we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier, She Hulk, and believe that is it. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, going on, 
we the blue, I, I kind of did I talk about the bridge scene with Akoya? I did. I kind of, that was just amazing seeing her fight. Just ugh, the way she fights, the way the Dora Milaje fight. We get to see like two different. I don't want, like, two different cultures fighting each other when they're really almost one and the same. So her fighting those, uh, Talo, Talo, Talokin, Talo, Talokan, Talokan? So hard. Her fighting them and her, like, being amazing at fighting, like, wow. But she still loses because of their, like, super strength. Wow. Like, Okoye can fight. Um... Okay, so let's go on to Shuri. Oh no, let's talk about a little more about the Ramonda and Okoye. Just her acting, their acting. Like, you know, they're arguing and she's just standing there with tears running down her face. And Okoye is just like, I tried. Our princess is gone. It is my fault, but I've given everything to this. I've given my whole life to the door of Elodje. Like, this is who I am was wow oh my gosh it's just you couldn't help like you couldn't look away the whole time but that really captured your attention just the, like you know it captured your attention there was so much tension in in that scene like oh my gosh let's go on to so we see, obviously, she, whenever Riri was working on her suit and Shuri was, once again, working <clears throat> for the herbs, for the, the, the heart, herb, heart herb, the heart herb, and she finally got it, and she's just like, I wish I could have done it sooner. But you can tell that, like, she's happy that she got it, but she wishes she had figured it out sooner, and you feel that and even though it's not said and but it's showing i mean you can feel that that she wishes she could have done this earlier she wishes she could have saved her brother but the only person she can save is everyone in wakanda and it's just it's really sad oh my god oh my gosh so let's go on to The Shuri and Namor fight scene. It was, like, really brutal. We see Shuri in a way we've never seen her before. In a way we thought we would never see her. Just her fighting. She tears off his feather ankle. And clawing him, like... like, I don't even, like... Some people are saying it's, like, one of the most brutal scenes we've gotten. (laughs) <laughs> in a while, and I, I believe that. I'm trying to think of other brutal scenes we've got in the MCU. I guess Daredevil, but Daredevil is canon <laughs> again. My gosh. But yeah, I think this is the most brutal like fight scene we've seen in a movie. And my, oh, I guess you can count like the Peter and uh, Green Goblin fight, Norman fight in uh, No Way Home, because that was pretty brutal. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like the brutal, like you know, like fights I, yeah but just Shuri and Namor fighting and he's trying to get to the water and she's just stopping him she was gonna take herself into the explosion and then she takes that spear holds it against his neck and she she sees her mother and she thinks I can't do this and this is something that like almost made me cry again I, I can't remember exactly what she said 
but I'm pretty sure it's a direct reference to what T'Challa said in Civil War. He had said, vengeance has consumed them. I would not let it consume me. When he's talking to Zemo, he's going to kill Zemo while Tony and Steve are fighting. And he says that to Zemo, and Shuri says something along those lines. And you can only think of him. You were like, oh. I almost cried at that because I was like, I know that. I was like, I know what you're doing to me. I know what you're doing to me. Oh my gosh, it was so, so emotional. I don't remember exactly what Sherry said, but it was definitely a direct reference to what Chala said. And then if we go on, we talked about how he has a son, and oh my gosh. And Sherry just kind of looks at him, and I forget what he said his name was, and then he was like, can you keep a secret? And he says that my name is T'Challa. It's after my father, King T'Challa. And Sherry just kind of looks at him, and it's like, you, I can't believe it. You know, like, some part of T'Challa is still living on in, in his son. And, I mean, kind of, like, you know, everyone in the cast of the movie, he lives on. This, like I said, this really is just a tribute movie to him. It, it's tribute. And it, I really hope this is not the last time we hear references to T'Challa. I hope there are more. I hope it's not just, oh, like a one-off and he's gone. We never hear anything about him again. I hope we hear more about it. I do. I hope we can hear more about, I mean... T'Challa being gone and Shuri being the Black Panther instead of him. Like, I hope we hear this. I hope there's some references of the of the news going on that T'Challa died and, like, Queen Ramona died. Like, I really, I really hope that. I, I really hope. I, I could, didn't catch how far it off, how far it was. I think it was, like, what? A year after the blip? I want to say. So, one year after the blip. So that means, uh, that means, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> what's her name? T'Challa's girlfriend. Whoever Lupita played, I can't remember her. N- Nakia, Nakia, oh my gosh, Nakia. Um, so she wasn't snapped, so she kind of went through that pain and loss of feeling like T'Challa, and then he came back for a year, and then he was gone again. I mean, that, that must have been so hard for her, you know, and... I guess Shuri, I don't know if Ramonda was snapped. I think she probably was because it seemed like Okoye was kind of leading Wakanda whenever Natasha was talking to her through the holograms. So we can assume that kind of that whole like tiny little threesome family of theirs was blipped and Makia was alive. She gave birth to Chalice's son. But I think it's really great that, you know, they said that Chala got to see him. And that Ramonda got to see him, but I mean, just there's so many words for this movie, and I cannot wait to watch it again when it comes on Disney Plus. Even though I know I'm gonna cry, I thought it's gonna be heartbreaking, but it, it it's just an incredible, amazing, emotional roller coaster of a movie. The fight scenes are great, the emotion, the acting is great, the music. <laughs> My gosh, the music was was really, really great. Just, uh, especially whenever Sherry and uh, Namor are kind of on the thing. And she goes, what does she say? She says, did she say Wakanda forever? Or she says something else. And then Namor says something, you know, kind of their, like, cultural things. He says, like, kneel. 
And then, maybe Shuri did say Wakanda forever. She goes, Wakanda forever. Wakanda? I think she does. I'm trying to remember on that, on that like, plane thing. But, I mean, seeing them, you know, there are two different cultures. But they kind of, in a way, want the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I was partially right on the military, like I had said. But otherwise, it was an amazing movie. And... Yeah, I can't wait for it to come on Disney Plus, even though I know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Freely, in my dorm room. And try not to let anyone hear my tears. Oh my gosh, because I, I did cry. And at the end, I'm not afraid to say that. I did cry. I almost cried multiple times, okay? <laughs> did I cry in No Way Home? Yes, it was when May died. Because I was very emotional. <laughs> okay? 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't cry the other time. Like, when Wanda died, I felt nothing. When Tony died, I felt something. When Natasha died, I felt something. But, yeah. Just an amazing, incredible movie. The music was great as well. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Whenever they were... <laughs> I totally forgot what I was talking about. Sure, did the... You know, they're kind of, like, bringing together their own, like, people. And then that music played. The Wakanda music, you know... It was in the Black Panther movie, and it's just that uh, it, it, the like blank bla- bleh, Black Panther theme song, and we hadn't heard that the whole movie until that moment was it was amazing. And then Mumbaku, um, Mumbaku, you can see that I forgot who played him, but the, like acting, like you can tell his own personality came through in the character. He had fun knowing the. In like Avengers tour with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, but you can see his personality come through, and then he, he's like, "Princess Sherry cannot be here," and then he's like, "But I would like to fight for the throne <laughs> once again." <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, so many people are brought together. T'Challa really had so many women in his life, and that's another thing about this is that I really was like female led. It wasn't like. It wasn't at all, like, advertised like that. You know, like, with Captain Marvel and Black Widow, it was kind of advertised like that. Captain Marvel, I don't really care for. But Black Widow, Black Widow I really do, because I waited forever for that. But the, this movie was really, like, female-led. And I appreciate that. I, I, I like how they weren't trying in any way to replace Chadwick or T'Challa. They kind of wrote the story about him being gone and how everyone is affected by that. It... I, I, I'm going to keep talking about and saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, I'm going to try and quit. Okay, we're going to go over <clears throat> my list once again. I did change one because the more it's sad, the more I'm like, huh. <laughs> so, we're going to go through all the Phase 4 movies. We have seven of them. We're going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which will technically be the actual end of Phase 4, but it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So, in terms of the end of Phase 4, you can say it's kind of forever or the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. But, we're going to start off with my number one, which is Wakanda Forever. Just an amazing movie that did not feel like fan service at all, but gave us everything we wanted and made us feel so many emotions and had incredible impact. And then we go on to number two, which is No Way Home, which did give us a lot of fan service, but was still a pretty good movie. Wow, I wish I could see No Way Home for the first time again. (laughs) 
and then we go on to my number three, which is Black Widow. Just because, like I have said before, I've waited forever for the Black Widow movie. And I watched it, I want to say, like, a week or two ago. And I, I really do love it. Like, I, I really like Black Widow. I think it's amazing. It's a female-led movie, I will say, that doesn't try to be female-led, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like with Captain Marvel, it tried way too hard. Like, it was just, like, Captain Marvel was just shoving it down your throat, like, oh, she's a female super who is better than everyone else. And Natasha's kind of like, nah, I, I, I don't want to be involved in this, but here I am. <laughs> we, we love Natasha for that. And then on to my number four, which is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which we should totally talk about the amateur. We will get, we will get to that. Okay, give me, give me a second, okay? Stop it, stop it. The theory is about, okay, Shang-Chi is number four. Again, the action scenes waited forever for an Asian superhero. And then I got Kamala Khan, which is, in my opinion, better than Shang-Chi. Like, in terms of my own representation, Kamala is my favorite, okay? Um, and then we go into number five, which is Multiverse of Madness, which I don't really know. <laughs> I watched it a while ago, but I skipped through it and only watched the scenes with Wanda. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't really think it did too much other than give us Clea and Scarlet Witch and she's technically not dead because she's gonna come back. She's taking a break. Elizabeth Olsen right now. But we are getting Agatha coming of Chaos and then Vision Quest and then my gosh, what else? We have Monica now in the Marvels movie and I'm going to see the Marvels just because it's Kamala Khan and Monica Rambo. But yeah, Multiperson Madness number 5 and here's where my ranking has changed. Before I had Thor... And then Eternals, but I'm switching it now to Eternals number six and Thor, Love and Thunder, seventh. Love and Love and Thunder. That's kind of a tongue twister. I put Eternals on top of Thor, just because the more you think of it, the more I feel like it's more memorable. Like I feel like Eternals, I can remember it a bit better, and with Thor, I really can't. I just. Thor was a good movie when you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. And then the more it sits, you're like, what was even the point of that movie? Like, what was the point? What did it do for us, other than give us Jane Foster as Mighty Thor and then kill her off? I mean, I feel like maybe if we got like a bit more time with Jane as Mighty Thor, like we see her come back in a different movie or something, and then she dies. I just feel like her death and the whole movie was a bit rushed but with Eternals same with Wakanda Forever actually it was well paced with Wakanda Forever you got time to feel the emotions you got time for it to build and build and build and with Thor it felt way too rushed and you didn't get time to like feel or think anything and then with Eternals I think it was a bit slow and it wasn't rushed but I think it went on for too long I think some things could have been changed, but the more you think about it, the more I think Eternals is better, and then people should respect it more, because Eternals is a good movie. I'm not saying Thor is bad, either. I haven't rewatched it when it, since it came on Disney+, Plus, and I tried rewatching Eternals when it came on, but then I fell asleep, <laughs> like, 40 minutes. No, maybe not 40 minutes. Like, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep whenever Cersei and, uh, Sprite were getting attacked, and then Icarus came. I appreciate sure I fell asleep at that point, and then I woke up, and they were 
Icarus was flying around and they were all fighting. I was like, oh, I slept through all that. <laughs> but yeah, I think Eternals is better. I think you can definitely skip through some parts and just get to the good stuff. But yeah, I can you believe that it's almost been a year since No Way Home. I feel like it was yesterday. I feel like it was maybe like a month or two ago. Not a whole year. Can you believe that? My gosh. it! I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really, like, it's hard to wrap your mind around that. It's been almost a year. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. It's really incredible. Let's do talk about a few other things to kind of get my head out of this funk. Because we kind of forever like, think about, uh, let's talk about, we were talking about No Way Home. Tom Holland has reportedly renewed his contract. I want to say for three more Spider-Man movies, a cameo, a Daredevil born again. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Oh, Matt Murdock, my man. My man. Oh, anyways, we're going to see him in Born Again and then in the Avengers movies. Reportedly. Reportedly, it's not confirmed, but it, he has reportedly signed a new contract. And Jacob and Jen, Zen, so what? Zendaya and Jacob have not yet signed anything. And obviously, we don't know if Tom is actually signed because it's a rumor. Okay, um, let's go on to the trailers. Um, let's. I don't even know how to feel about the Mario one, but okay. Um, we go on to uh, the Ant-Man trailer. Watching it on your computer is like, wow, it's so good. And then you see it on a big screen, you're like, oh my gosh. You're like, this was, this looks really good. Like, did you see this? Oh, just hearing Kang say like, so Scott or Ant-Man, what will it be? And you're just like, oh. and also I didn't realize that him and Michael Jordan were in what is it that wrestling movie? I was like, wait, is that him? I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot like Ant-Man's gonna be so good, and it comes out in, well like three months, right? Four, four-ish months, four, three and a half, three and a half months. Um, we're gonna get the Ant-Man movie, which is really great. Um, what else is there to talk about? Andor. I haven't done an episode of Andor, but I am watching it. And I am thoroughly enjoying it. It is really, really good. I should talk about Andor. Maybe if I... And... and do, <laughs> uh, maybe if I have time tomorrow, I will do an episode on all ten episodes that I have missed. I do have a lot of notes for Andor. Uh, but Andor is really, really good. If you haven't watched Andor and you're a Star Wars fan, go watch Andor. Go also watch Tales of the Jedi because my gosh, it was an emotional role. I watched it all during my lunch break when I was eating lunch, all the Tales of the Jedi. I was like, Ahsoka is like one like amazing child. <laughs> and then you see her and Anakin and Mullet Obi-Wan. We got Mullet Obi-Wan, you guys in Clone Wars animation, Mullet Obi-Wan. Uh, but yeah, seeing her fighting. And we, I didn't realize this whenever I was watching it. But then once I watched it, I went on Instagram. And I saw people like, oh, like, Kanan or Caleb Dune and his master was there. And I was like, really? And I was like, oh my gosh, we actually did see him. I was like, how did I miss that? But yeah. It's, uh, it was really great to see. We do miss the Rebels. Stars Rebels. We miss the Ghost Crew. And we miss Ahsoka Tano. And we miss Anakin Skywalker. And we do miss Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is there anything else? What's coming out? Bad Bash is going to come out 
next year, <laughs> along with Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3. What else is coming out? We have the Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Um, I can't really think of anything else, I don't believe. I don't think so. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I am not going to edit it because it is currently 7.30 at night. And this is right now a 40 minute long episode and I don't feel like going through it. And I did say it was not going to be edited. Enjoy the unfiltered version of me. Uh, go ahead, watch Wakanda forever. If you haven't already, why are you watching this? Why are you watching it? And if you haven't watched Andor, go watch Andor. Great movie, great experience. I would not trade it for anything. And yeah. I don't know what else to say, I guess. Maybe give yourself a moment of silence for Chadwick. Because that Marvel intro, and it was just silent. Completely silent. You could, like, it was just silent in the theater. Give yourself a moment of silence to, you know, pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I will see you all later. Don't forget to check me out on my website, multiverseoftheforce.wordpress.com. I have a TikTok and an Instagram, which are both at Multiverse of the Force, and I have a Twitter account, which is Multiverse Force. I don't know how to use Twitter. I barely am on it. That's how I get some news. But yeah, go ahead and check me out on those social media stuff. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Okay, wait, you guys. <laughs> I know I needed the episode, but I was getting an outro little scene for the podcast. And I was waiting for it to download. And I went on to Tumblr and I saw so many things that I just need to talk about now. Okay, so we see one of the things I saw was I kind of talked about it, but this post really goes in depth about it this UN and the CIA were a threat to the protagonist but they didn't even have to try to get Wakanda and Talokan that's how you say Talokan they didn't even need to like intervene to get them to fight and that was really the goal of it they fought over like like they fought and there was no need to and I mean the CIA the government like put them against each other and there was no need. I mean, they go through the same exact thing. They saw, let's see, they saw beauty in each other's culture. So why do they have to tear each other apart? Well, uh, let's see. We should all appreciate our cultural differences. And we, the only way we stand a chance, a chance against the effects of colonization and the systems that in place today is if we continue to find ways to support one another and stand together instead of doing the work for the oppressors and tearing each other down. So that post was by the Cindy Mistoff. Uh-huh. Let's go on. Oh my gosh. So this is what Nakia says, but to me, he was everything. My T'Challa. And it's just basically saying that like, no matter what, like, even in the first movie, she was like, I don't need you to be anybody else. You know, you can tell she just wanted him to be him. And, oh my gosh, T'Challa was the king of Wakanda, the Black Panther, a symbol of hope to so many. But to Nakia, he was her love. He was her child's father. He was her everything. So this is really sad. It's Avengers with two R's. Um, then, okay. 
Oh, so I didn't even realize this, but uh, I think it was Civil War or maybe Blank Black Panther. T'Chaka says, a man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father. And then Nakia is saying, your baba prepared us for his death, didn't he? And their child's name is Toussaint. I believe, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Nodding with a smile. And, okay, so he says T'Challa might not have had a lot of time with his son, but both him and Nakia agree that he succeeded in being a father, even between being snapped by Thanos and serving as king of a country. It's also a great contrast to Killmonger, who's also left behind from the throne and left unprepared for his father's death and not accepted by Wakanda. Little Toussaint grows up in a country other than Wakanda, but he still has love and preparation and acceptance and the nobility to carry on his father's name, both literally and figuratively. Just like a new generation of black children were equally inspired by T'Challa in real life. And I, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh. Because the truth is that he inspired so many, not just T'Challa, but Chadwick. And he's an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, there's no, like, arguing with that. He was a true inspiration. And I just thought I would share that all with you. Oh, that post was by Nish Inoya Stash Angel. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. It just... <sighs> an incredible movie. <laughs> I saw one complaint, and it was that the underwater scenes needed more light. <laughs> Which I can partially agree. But, yeah. I'm gonna actually and the episode this time i just saw that i thought i would i would share the sadness and the beauty of this movie in my culture death it's not the end it's more of a stepping off point you reach out with both hands and bust and segment they lead you into the green veld where can run forever. 